Welcome back to the Lessons for Tomorrow podcast, the motivational poster in your ear. I'm your host, Tim Alanius, VP of Strategic Initiatives at AmericanEagle.com. In this episode, we are going to be diving into a discussion around data science, and I'm excited to be joined by Steve Heckler, president of Accelerate, a provider of private customized training tailored to your group. Welcome, Steve, to the show. Tim, thank you so much for having me on the show. So, Steve, you have been managing Accelerate since 2002, and you're based out of Atlanta, an IT training firm, and you serve clients worldwide with in-person, online training, a wide variety of IT topics. I mean, your course catalog is just massive. It's incredible. And it's serving everything from .NET development, SQL Server, SharePoint, Java, Oracle, AWS, Azure, and Articulate products, Python, R, Spark, HTML5, Angular, React Node, Docker, Kubernetes, and many others. So very exciting to see that depth and breadth of technologies in your group and the trainings that you offer. Yeah, Tim, thank you. We go where our clients lead us, and it's our honor to, to teach for them. Wonderful, wonderful. Today, I want to have just a conversation about data science and some of the course trainings that you provide there, what you're seeing in the marketplace, and also just interested to see, as a training provider, how did the pandemic impact your organization as we had groups within businesses that would have normally had in-person training, did they all shift to all virtual training or how did you handle just that impact that that brought about? Yeah, Tim, thank you so much for asking. It's so interesting and, and not always what I expected when the pandemic set in. At first we saw a big dip in demand for training, but then clients became so much more comfortable operating in the online universe. Everybody got dual monitors at home, called up their internet service provider, got that higher bandwidth plan, got a microphone, got some headphones, and got used to living a substantial part of their business life online. And so we were really pleased in the following months to see our business rebound and people be really comfortable having that uh, training online with the added bonus of not having the expensive travel budgets mm -hmm. anymore. So it seems like every class that we teach now, people are in very diverse geographies, often even on multiple continents. Oh, wow, that's that's amazing. And, and, and the beauty of technology today that we can reach people no matter where they're at. That's right. Now, what did that do from a collaboration perspective within the classes? Did you hear anything from your trainers about just, was there any adjustments they had to make to their teaching styles because of everyone being virtual now versus being in person? Yeah, Tim, two big things that I can think of happened. One, our trainers ended up making an investment to set themselves up with great home studios for teaching. So virtual whiteboards, multiple camera angles, higher resolution cameras, in order to make the experience more lifelike for the students. Second, trainers got really great at using the platform that was there, whether it was Zoom or GoTo or WebEx. Uh, they got comfortable, for example, if you and I were in a class, we might get put in a breakout room just together mm -hmm. in order to team code something. Nice. And so we got comfortable fostering that type of collaboration online and found that people really liked it. And at the end of class, they didn't have to get in their car or on a plane mm -hmm. and uh, have that whole slog. You know, when the, when the class was done, you know, they were done. Nice. Very nice. And, and yeah, those breakout rooms and, and ability to do those sessions is yeah, key. Yeah, collaborative because, whiteboarding, yes. annotations, all of that. Wonderful, wonderful. So that's great to hear that from the perspective of just having to go fully virtual for during the pandemic, that people still engaged in the trainings and, and maybe were even a bit more attentive because they didn't have the travel or jet lag and that we were able to reach more people with that training no matter where they were, as you mentioned. Absolutely. Zoom shirt and shorts. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I have my Zoom shirts. 
tucked away now, and I, I love being back in person. I'm excited that you're joining us here in the studio today. Yeah, glad to be here. From a perspective, uh, Steve, of data science uh, and the courses that you offer, there's a lot of different growth in the data science area. I'd say it's probably one of the booming technology disciplines that people for are sure. going to school for, coming out and finding jobs abounding in that field. What's some of your thoughts on just where you've seen some of the growth and opportunity, and especially on the training side, maybe what some of the more popular courses are that you offer through Accelerate? Well, one of the things that's been fascinating to me has been the democratization of data science. And so first, define data science. Data science is the science and art of using modern analytics tools and visualization techniques to render actionable insights from the mountains of data that are being generated by websites and sensors and other sources. What has been fascinating to me is originally when we were first teaching data science programming, and the two most popular languages there are Python and R, which are largely supplanting SAS, an earlier platform that was commercial, expensive, and, and sometimes somewhat cumbersome. At first, we had professional data people, people mm -hmm. with degrees in uh, mathematics or from the handful of places that actually had data science degrees. But now, everybody needs it, and the tools have become easier to use. So on the data science programming side, it is still Python and R, but we're getting everyday people dealing with these mountains of data. They can't do what they need to do in Excel. Mm -hmm. And so now they're taking the initiative to learn the programming. And there are also now these wonderful data visualization tools that have become, at the same time they've become more powerful, they've also become easier to use. And those include Tableau and especially Microsoft's Power BI. It seems as the Microsoft 365 suite of business productivity applications has become more and more popular. Power BI has as well. And so we've ended up teaching for just a fascinating range of, of clients. Uh, Pre-pandemic, we went to Malaysia to teach for a leading uh, chip manufacturer's uh, facility to help them look at chip yields. Mm -hmm. uh, we worked with a leading software company in the US to help them look at uh, sales figures. And, they, and these were working with business analytics groups and not necessarily hardcore data scientists. So more recently, and apropos of the pandemic, we've been doing a lot of uh, both data science programming and visualization training for public health agencies, uh, both at the state and federal level. Oh, absolutely. And I've seen a lot more of the public tableau from applicants to AmericanNeal.com for some of our data roles being centered around that health data because it's also publicly available for them to use as they're learning the tool set, which is incredible. And the sheer volume of publicly available data that you can play with in those visualization tools is oh, it's we a blast. We love it because when we teach for a client, let's say we have a client that is a manufacturer or mm -hmm. a bank or a, a healthcare agency or institution, sometimes they'll let us work with sanitized copies of their data and we'll structure their training around that data. So it's not just, oh, I lost time in class, but yeah. rather, wow, I really came out ahead on my actual work using our data. But even when they can't make even a facsimile of that data available to us, we're often able to find a public freely available data set that approximates the data they're working with so that we can make it really relevant uh, to the learners and the work they'll be doing after class. Yeah, and Steve, that's just an amazing way that Accelerate really brings that private customized experience to the training because like you said, to to learn it with just any data set, well, okay, you're learning the principles of it, but to actually learn it with the same data set that you would have in your industry and your job daily, 
is a world of difference for how it is applied in your mind and you carry it forward from that training. Makes all the difference, yeah. both in terms of results and in learner engagement during class. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've dabbled with it enough to make sure I understood the direction of it. I, one of the areas I think that I would love to dig deeper into, but time permitting into that is just not always there. But overall, I think the exciting thing for me was when I saw Microsoft Power BI really come out. I started with that when it was in beta still. And they really came to the market fast and they had a very unique approach compared to Tableau. And this is prior to Tableau being acquired by Salesforce. And to me, the, the, the beauty of Microsoft Power BI was just the free aspect of it. Now, Tableau, there's certain things that I still find are easier to do in Tableau than in Power BI with the DAX programming language. But overall, both have their application depending on what tech stack you're also in. And if you're a Microsoft shop, and a lot of our clients are here at AmericanEal.com, they typically have built up and centered around Power BI. Now That's it's right. been out there and it really kind of stormed into the market. The day that I was just playing around with it and kind of exposed to it, I was like, wow, I never thought I'd get beyond Excel because I still feel like I only know 5% of Excel. <laughs> but Power BI kind of brought that visualization to life for me, which is more of how my mind functions. But the power of it is just incredible. Yes. And the way that we can connect data between it and all the connections that are there. In the data science field, visualization obviously is key, but the predictability, the deeper math behind it, and the ability to, to really dig in and use that data in different ways with ML and AI, I'm just curious as to how you kind of maybe connect some of your training courses to, are you connecting the data science course over to a machine learning and AI course and kind of growing people in different disciplines? It doesn't always fully connect, but just more curious myself as we've been exploring more of that here. Typically what we'll do is we'll wanna lay in a foundation in fundamental data science for the group. And so whether we need to teach a little bit of statistics, which we most certainly can and in a way that's very relevant to the learner, or whether we need to teach the use of Python or R libraries for the specific types of tasks the learner's doing, that's the first thing we start with. We're then able to progress into more applied data science, so teaching them machine learning, artificial intelligence, uh, deep learning. Mm -hmm. We might teach them the use of uh, TensorFlow and Keras and how to do image recognition. We had the pleasure of working with a leading consumer products company to help them identify images of defective products. So, mm. you know, the images would be coming from, you know, right from the assembly line, and we were helping them with the algorithms that they'd use to detect when there was an anomaly mm -hmm. and to make sure that that anomaly got pulled for further inspection. Yeah, incredible. Steve, that's just incredible the way that the technology is actually serving the organization so much more in the results that can come out of that organization and the ability to capture in that case the the defect i think there's also the predictive aspect of maintenance i've been talking to a lot of clients about that with one who's more in the repair parts business who is looking at how do we look and say out of the historical data when you hit a point to either you know replace this next part even though it's not broken yet if you're already going to take the engine apart you should also just replace this while you're at it and yes. trying to be a bit more predictive and communicating that out to their customers so that it's less of a, okay, yeah, it might break, you know, a couple of years later, but if I just do it now because of the age of the engine or the, the use of the engine, a lot of those are done by hours running that gives them that opportunity to really bring data to the forefront. We have another client who's much more into heavy machinery, you know, mm -hmm. big farm construction vehicles, agricultural vehicles. And they have so much now with telematic data sure. that you can do. And it brings in such a new plethora of ways that you can consume what's happening in the field 
to then plan maintenance programs and everything else. But that's where we need these data scientists and we need those people who understand how to use the information that's collected to distill it down into a visualization to let that customer service rep or let that technician understand what to do next. And so I, I just think it's incredible the the courses that you have at Accelerate. Before we wrap up here, any final thoughts you have on the, the data science field? I know we could keep talking for hours on this, but final thoughts that you have on just trainings or data science in general or anything else that you want to share with our listeners today? Yeah, thank you, Tim. I'll make a smaller comment and then a larger comment. Just back on your comment about how much you enjoyed learning Power BI. We're finding that our clients that are already deep into Excel absolutely love Power BI. Microsoft, unsurprisingly, doing what Microsoft does, has made sure that there's a really easy pathway from Excel to Power BI. Mm -hmm. And especially if you learn Power Query, which allows you to unite data from disparate sources, clean it, and use it, that those power query skills, if you learn them in Excel, fully transferable to Power BI. Learn them in Power BI, fully transferable to Excel. So our uh, Power Query and Power BI classes have been really popular. At a larger scale, I think one of the things that we've been pleasantly surprised by is, you know, clients come to us often, you know, concerned that their students may not have the degree in mathematics or having the the underlying math or stat background to learn these skills. And what we found now is that the combination of the way we teach, which is very hands-on, incremental, uh, so that all the way through the class, you're really working with the data. It's not theoretical. It's not a lecture. You're really doing it. That students, you know, even without those backgrounds, learn the core of what they need very quickly. And of course, that's augmented by the very high quality both of the libraries for languages like Python and R, if you're doing it with the programming language, or the quality of the modern visualization tools like uh, Tableau and Power BI. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. I have appreciated the conversation so much today, Steve, and look forward to doing more with Accelerate. I know we've got some future things that we want to do together and talk about different topics. So excited, and I'm sure we'll have you and and other team members back on the show. For those listening, we just want to thank you again for tuning into the future by listening to the Lessons for Tomorrow podcast today. For more information about the topics that we discussed today, check out the description notes for this episode. And if you liked it, please be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast wherever you listen to them to stay up to date with us. While you're at it, if you wouldn't mind giving us a rating, we'd greatly appreciate that and share this podcast with others to prepare them for the future. This episode is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. I'm your host, Tim Melanius, and I look forward to the next lesson.